The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is again our gospel reading for this past Sunday, the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. We're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, where Matthew writes, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and began, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who persecute, who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount addressed to people who are supposed to be believing children of God, that sermon first teaches us that there are true blessings in our relationship with God when we're able to see our sin and what we deserve because of our sin, but then also see our Savior, the solution, the answer to the problem of our sins. Well, that's what the sermon begins with, and as we continue our look at the next Beatitudes in this section, we'll see that not only do we have true happiness, true blessedness in our relationship to God, we also get true blessings in our Christian lives, in our relationship to our fellow man. Well, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The merciful are those who are touched in their hearts by the needs of others, and as they're touched in their hearts by the needs of others, it motivates them to, to do something for the sake of those who are in need. And now, I think the truth is, is that we'd all like to be able to help out those who are needy, but we often end up with the question in our minds of saying, well, who is it that we really should be helping? Should we help those people who stand beside the road with those different signs? Should we help those people? Well, we'll always want to be looking for people that we really could help. But if you have a question in your mind about who you could really help, there's one organization that I'd always encourage people to think about supporting, contributing to, and that's our Wells, our Wells Christian Aid and Relief Organization because what that organization does, it helps out those people who have been afflicted by natural disasters. And what it also does is helps out those people who have a specific need in their life when they know about those specific needs. 
Well, mercy, when you think about it, mercy toward our fellow man, it isn't a quality that we would say is possessed to a great degree by our world today. And it's not possessed because we all have that natural tendency to selfishly think about ourselves. That's what our sinful nature does to us. And, well, may God help us to see the true happiness, the true blessedness that we can have when we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now it's interesting here because what we can say is through faith in Christ our Savior, we are pure in heart. Now we can't see our sin, we can mourn about our sinfulness, but we're pure in heart because we've been cleansed of all of our sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. That makes us pure in heart. But that's not all that Jesus means when he talks here about being pure in heart, not just that we are forgiven of all of our sins, but being pure in heart also means that God the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts and, well, trying to keep our hearts pure in our dealings with, with others. And now working at being pure in heart, that's something that we're going to struggle with. Everybody's going to struggle with because think about the world that we live in. The world that we live in, it doesn't really want us to be pure in heart. Well, we're going to struggle with that as we live in a world that is full of corruption. But thank God we have his forgiveness. And we have his promise to help us to fight against the impureness of the world and to work at living as his believing children. Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Jesus wants us to be active promoters of peace in this world. And, well, oh, peace in general in this world is something that it so craves, so needs, because we live in a world that's full of hatred and personal interests and every form of alienation that tries to just destroy the peace that we'd like to see. But of course, as we think about being peacemakers, the best way that we can be peacemakers in this sinful world is by sharing with the world the peace that we have in Jesus, our Savior. When we share that peace with the world, then we'll show people that God has made us his believing children. Finally, what Jesus also says as he looks at these Beatitudes that we're considering today is, he tells us that we are blessed when we are persecuted for Christ's sake. What a contradiction that seems to be. Blessed are those who suffer. Blessed are those who are persecuted. No one likes to suffer or be persecuted for his faith. And actually, if you think about it, though, our, our sinful nature 
really wants to get us to be those who are doing the persecuting ourselves. That's what our sinful nature wants to do, wants us to do. Our sinful nature, it hates righteousness and hates those who stand up for righteousness and display that righteousness in their lives. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. We need God's help, therefore, so that instead, so that we instead have Christ's righteousness in our lives. And well, when we live for God as God wants us to do, when we work at living as God would want to do with, with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course, doing that, then we can expect the sinful world around us will insult us, will persecute us. That's what we can expect. But that doesn't need to bother us. It doesn't need to bother us because all the persecution and the hatred that we may end up experiencing won't compare with the amazing love that we have from God. God's love is greater than all of the troubles we could ever face in this life. And now when we also think about how much Christ our Savior suffered for us, how much he was persecuted for us, and, and sometimes his suffering is caused by, uh, by us and our sinful lives. But when we think about what Christ suffered, what he endured for us, we'll, we'll recognize that it really is a privilege for us to suffer in a little way for Jesus our Savior. And the suffering that we endure, that'll never compare to what Jesus our Savior endured for us. Oh, the true blessings, the true happiness that we have in our Christian life because we have Jesus, because we have his grace and love. We, we Christians, we believing children of God, truly blessed in our Christian lives, all because of Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for making us blessed in our relationship to you. We can see our sin and thankfully we can also see our Savior. This also gives us true blessings in our Christian lives so that we can live as your believing children and show your love to the world. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.